0: Mother of all shows on Impact 89FM WDBM East Lansing. Give us a call, 432-389-3. Get your voice heard on topics including upcoming movies, TV shows, DVD releases, and video games. And now introducing your host, Torius Neal. What is up, East Lansing? This is the Mother of All Shows right here at Impact 89FM, an hour of goodiness in a sweltering studio. I walked into the Impact Studios tonight and i'm like i'm getting down and i guess john o'brien took his pants off and put on like gym shorts and i'm like dude that's not cool (laughs) um he didn't want to say that but it's hot
1: and i need a sports drink because i need to be rehydrated
2: well yeah walking in it's like you get a nice little sheen just in the doorway
1: i feel i feel like i'm in a sauna
0: with
3: yeah so disappointing i just dried off from walking around outside in the pouring rain And then I walk in here, I'm like, yes, finally, I'm drying off. And I start sweating
0: because it's so stinking hot in here. Uh yes, I'd like to welcome our panel who have all kicked in on how hot it is. It's hot. It's so <laughs> hot. 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 Butters and bel- Butters mm-hmm. melting. Mm-hmm. That was a bad joke.
2: Butters belting. Yeah. It gets any hotter, I'm taking okay. my pants
0: off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, on the panel day, we have Chris. Hi. Right. Hi. We have Ryla, and well, she's hello. back with us and making his triumphant return because he's. I uninformed. forgot the show
3: was on last <laughs>
0: week. <laughs> you forgot the show was still on. I- I've been on
3: this show since it was first. Introduced and I forgot that the show was on. How oh, oh, bad that, of that, a panelist At am least I, I? called that, and <laughs> said, <yeah>. "Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm not going to
0: be there." Then I mean, I'm like, "I called a day in advance, even." Yeah, <laughs> day in advance. That's nice.
2: It was actually <laughs> the first time I've ever been invited on the show. Uh, <laughs> like I normally just weasel my way on, and I actually was invited because these two uh, fine gentlemen decided not to show.
0: And in the engineering booth, we have Lieutenant Commander Crazy Jay. Made me want some delicious Mexican food, but you know what? I want some delicious Mexican food. I. I. That's more <laughs> Indian
3: than Mexican. I'm <laughs> or actually, I believe that's kind of like the Arab, like the war. Yeah, the, war
2: the Shiites versus, yeah. But, that's you know, I.
1: I didn't, you know, it's all good. Uh, uh, it's
0: it's all good. This isn't Siriana. It's the it's mother of the It's definitely not Dutch. I know that. Dutch. <laughs> uh, coming up on today's show, we have a review of Boondock Saints, the unrated special edition. Uh, we're also going to talk our favorites in the season slash series finales of this past month. We, we were all just, like, talking about it naturally, and I'm like, shoot, we're going to throw it on the show. We're going to have our discussions.
3: I just have to say something. John just walked into the studio, and he still doesn't have his pants on, and he's standing oh, right here next damn. to me. I have shorts on, but Jay, did Jay just say the Arab war cry? <laughs> yes. what I remember? Okay, Jay. okay Jay's, Jay's no yes. one. No Can you longer. put some pants on, please? I'm yes. very uncomfortable okay. right did now. Sorry, I, sorry. Did I
1: say something terribly no, offensive? said the
3: Arab war cry. <laughs> All, right, All right, so
0: let's get off the.
2: I think we should call a little more attention to it, actually. <laughs> yeah, let's... I think that would be a
3: great idea. No. How about Andale Andale Arriva Arriva? All right.
0: Can I get on with the show? You're going to get notes in the mail. I'm going to (laughs) get notes. I'm going to get punches in the I'm giving you
2: notes right now.
0: (laughs) Also, we're going to have tickets later for Thirsty Thursdays at Oldsmobile Park. Woohoo! But first, I got my review of The Da Vinci Code.
1: I'm seeing a movie with friends. And now it's time for a movie review on the mother of all shows.
0: This week, we are reviewing the Da Vinci Code. While in Paris on business, a Harvard symbologist, Robert Langdon, played by Tom Hanks, receives an urgent late-night phone call. The elderly curator of the Louvre has been murdered inside the museum. Here, the body police have found a baffling cipher. Solving the enigmatic riddle, Langdon is stunned to discover it leads to a trail of clues hidden in the works of Da Vinci. Clues visible for all to see, yet ingeniously disguised by the painter. Langdon joins forces with a gifted French cryptologist, Sophie, played by Audrey Tattoo. And learns the late curator was involved in the priority of Scion, an actual secret society. In a breathless race through Paris, London, and beyond, Langdon and Sophie match with, with a faceless power broker who appears to work for the Opus D, a clandestine Vatican sanctioned Catholic organization believed to have long plotted to seize a priority secret. Unless Langdon and Sophie can decipher the labyrinth puzzle in time, the priority secret and a stunning historical truth will be lost forever. When walking onto the theater, I did not feel that I had just seen a good movie. Or a bad movie. This movie had so much hype going into it that nothing short of a masterpiece was gonna do it. Everybody had high expectations. The book is loved by everyone, and the cast and crew are superb in their previous outings. Unfortunately, when everything is said and done, The Da Vinci Code falls just a touch short. The problem is the lacking mounting tension. Tension is not retained in scenes. Things go from fast-paced scenes to slow-moving dramatic scenes that kill the mounting tension. The huge amount of plot twists also add to the problem. Every five minutes, there's a new twist. While this keeps you paying attention, towards the end, it all seems just a bit much. This is a very long movie, and the pace never lets up. The ending feels very long because all the tension builds to one confrontation and then there's still about 20 minutes left in the film. The most frustrating part is that I have no clue how to avoid these problems. The story flows but it just feels too much at the end. On the plus side, the cast is excellent. This is what you would expect from an all-star cast. Paul Bentley is very, very, very creepy as the assassin Salas. Tom Hanks seems misused in a role as Robert Langdon. This is an action movie from an actor that we don't expect to see the type of movie from. Sir Ian McKellen is good, but he didn't give the performance of his career in this one. Ron Howard makes everything look as it should. Visually, this looks epic. While there are pacing issues, the script is good. Langdon solves everything right before the audience does. All the events seem very realistic, and that's pretty good. The Da Vinci Code is a very intelligent action film. I still really don't know what to make of this film. Expectations are so high that I don't think everyone would be happy. It's good, not great. On the Mother of All shows scale of awesomeness, I give the Da Vinci Code a 7.
1: Excuse me, sir, the show's over. But I have nowhere to go.
0: And we're back on the Mother of All shows right here on Impact 89 FM. But before we do that, we have to have a weather update from the Impact Weather Center 2000. We're gonna die! (laughs) Um, there's still a a tornado watch um, for Ingham and Jackson Counties. Until 10 p.m. Wait, are we still in Ingham right here? Yeah, we're yes. in Ingham right this here. Ingham. Oh.
3: oh, man, we're going to So die. if
0: you're in your <laughs> little shelter, the cellar, and your little dog, like, decides to run out of the cellar, don't go chasing after him because if you do, you're going to go to Oz. Oz looks cool. And you don't want to meet a cowardly lion. I just want to say that.
3: Those little things are creepy. They scared me. The things with the, like, dancing around the Oompa
0: Loompas. Okay, we're talking about the Wizard of Oz, not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, well, Factory.
3: whatever those little short midget things were, they scared Munchkins. me when I was little. The, the Munchkins? Munchkins, yeah,
0: Munchkins, they scared me when I was little. I'm I like, for... I forgot about the Munchkins.
3: Well, yeah, they... I bet they
1: know how to party in the Emerald City,
3: though. <laughs> oh my gosh, they yeah, look dude. like
1: they could have a good time. They, they do. <laughs> All right, watch us go completely
0: off on another tangent. Uh, the top five movies of this weekend coming in at number one. Can you guess it? Guess it. Is it, is it Snakes on a Plane? Snakes on a Plane don't come out until <laughs> August, but it's the Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code made about $77 kajillion. Um It didn't set wow. any um, domestic box office records, but it beat Star Wars Episode III, Revenge of the Sith, um, for international box office records. It took in The Da Vinci Code took in a record $147 million. And the
3: impressive thing is, that was with all the uh, uptight religious people going to see the movie. Yeah,
0: I, it's, it's like... <laughs> It's not, it's huge, but it's not mega huge here, because I've seen movies taking a hundred million easily their first weekend. Yeah. But it's kind of funny that internationally, like, The Da Vinci Code, but not much so much here. Well, maybe because it's at the Louvre. The Louvre.
2: And, you know... They speak French. This the, They it's do. because
3: the Ned Flander types here in America are like, I will not be seeing this movie. Mm, no, it is against my religion. And yeah. I've just got to say, you know what, people grow up go watch the movie it's gonna be fun
0: you know i've seen it and you know the the religious implications that they have in the da vinci code it's not really that right different i know it's a
3: story it's it's it's, they're not saying that that's the truth so stop freaking out it's fiction you know Mm. fiction things that aren't real gonna hit people yeah
0: yeah uh coming in number two we have over the hedge um it looks good I, um, yeah, like I'm, I said
2: last week, I'm gonna take the kid I used to babysit to it because that's my only
3: head. excuse. I'm gonna take myself to it. I don't even need to take a little kid. I'm gonna go see it. <laughs> so you're gonna be the creepy guy you in the back of the, the theater, like watching over the head. Well, yeah, I will. I kind of agree with Rylan. I'm gonna be the the kid at heart because I'm really like five years old when it all boils down to it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Did you see Hoodwinked? No. no. See Hoodwinked. It was a it was a good story, but the graphics were just crappy. This graphics. Movie, the CGI, yeah. Oh, yeah, Hoodwinked. It was all, it was all CGI, and it was just really bad. Where this movie, it actually has the graphics to back CGI, whatever you want to call it, Neil. It has it to back up the story, which makes me kind of want to go see it because Hoodwinked, I was very disappointed in.
0: Yeah. It, over the Hedge, it looks good. I mean, well, it's got William Shatner in it, and anything that has William Shatner <laughs> and in Bruce it, Willis and Bruce Willis and Steve Carell. It's got unique story and it's got a really great voice cast. and I must admit that when I first saw it I didn't I wasn't really, you know, it's another animated movie. The constant marketing this film's gotten with like every other ad on TV. Being for this film, it finally has just broken me. Yeah. It's but over it's
2: not—it's not for the film. See, that's where you're mistaken. It's—it's it's them. Um, they want to buy other products, and those see,
3: product f- tie-ins. The fact
2: that it's they're tying in into Walmart—it's nothing about the Walmart. movie. It's about—I mean, those characters happen to want to buy Walmart products. That so makes it makes me
3: sad. I don't want Walmart to be
1: tied into this movie. It makes yes. me not want to go see it. Chris, you had a point. Oh, it's Over the Hedge and uh, X Men Three, and that's—that's that's about all that's out there yeah. right now. Because yep. they are on absolutely everything.
0: Everything. Yeah. Coming in at number three, we have Mission Impossible 3. It's broken over $100 million. I reviewed it a couple of weeks ago. I'm still surprised it's in the top five, but, you know, yeah.
1: Tom Cruise is hot.
0: Tom Cruise is hot. Scorching. It's it's kinda like just studio. like me right now. You know, if I touch my uh, wet fingers. Don't more. even try it. Um, coming in number four, we have Poseidon. Uh, Chris saw Poseidon, so he has to give us a small review.
1: Small review on Poseidon. I was very, very impressed with it. Um, just visually speaking, the movie looked great. Uh, the action sequences were awesome. Uh, and, and I'm a, you know, if you've listened to the show before, you know that I'm the big advocate against remakes. I don't like them a whole lot, but you know, I got to give them a shot. And this is like the first one in a while that I've actually really liked. I thought they did a really good job. Um... It's the same movie as *The as a Poseidon Adventure*, uh, but they updated it. You know, yeah. the action sequences are are a little more elaborate, um, uh, and just you know, visually speaking, it looks good. They changed a couple characters and basically just updated everything—the characters and everything like that. Um, Richard Dreyfus was amazing in it. I thought he's Richard Dreyfus. Uh, Kurt Russell was very good, I thought as well. Uh, he beat his role as Captain Ron. <gasps> yeah yeah that's yeah. yeah. no, that yeah. really saying something, yeah, and then uh, there I don't know his name it, he was the Josh little, Lucas no, he was good, don't get me wrong, but uh no, the little kid I think was the one that blew me away. There's a little oh, uh, he's about a twelve year old boy in it, uh, I don't remember his name right now, but he was spectacular, I uh, because I mean you know you know when you get little kids and in you know high pressure situations where you know you're either gonna live or you're gonna die type situations, they can flounder. Um, he had a couple scenes that just were amazing. Just re- he It was him that put me on the edge of the seat, you know. Like but the Dakota it was, it was a fanning
3: cool... of War of the Worlds. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it was a really cool edge of your seat. You know, you got to take it for what it's worth. I mean, it's not an in-depth story. It's these people trying to escape from a sinking ship that's upside down, you know. You, you can't expect a whole lot of plot there. But the actions there, it kept me going. It kept me guessing, too, which is sometimes hard to do. But, you know, I was like, oh, he's... No, no, yeah, oh wow, and you know, kept wanting more. I got butterflies.
0: Butterflies. Mm
1: -hmm. After, (laughs) as soon as we got in the right theater, we bought our tickets. (laughs) We bought our tickets, and the guy gave us the wrong tickets for the wrong theater. So we sat through the previews for the movie, and then the movie started. And um, it's the new uh, Kiefer Sutherland movie, and it starts out with the Ronald Reagan attempted assassination, and we're like wait, how does this work with Poseidon? <laughs> and then we realized we were in the wrong theater and went across the hall. And when we, we had the right tickets. We just were in the wrong theater for the wrong Yeah, it was funny. That Anyways, was funny. I liked it. I I really did. I thought it was good.
0: All right. Poseidon, that's actually one of the first hot, real positive reviews I've heard of Poseidon. Um, I've heard people complain that it wasn't needed and it kind of tanked in the box office. Nah. You know, sometimes <laughs> good it's movies... sunk. <laughs>
1: Sometimes good movies
0: don't Sorry. do well in the box office.
1: I, I mean, as far—I mean, I'm not saying it's some outrageously spectacular movie. It is an action adventure movie. I mean, thriller suspense movie type thing. You got a—you get—you can't look deep into it, or you start picking it apart, and you're like, "Oh, it's terrible." I mean, you take it for what it's worth. And, you know, and it's a thrill ride, and you know, it's just—it's a—you know—feel good action. Mother
0: of all show scale of awesomeness one through ten. Mm,
1: good question. I'm gonna go with an eight. An eight. My
0: yeah. my. Wow, that's a, that's a high review. Right? Yeah.
1: I no. Ooh, I I enjoyed it and I I walked out satisfied. So
3: awesome. Uh, it's always good when you can walk away satisfied. Satisfied. Right.
0: Satisfaction. Uh, coming in to number five. Round of the top five movies of this past weekend is RV. Uh, still up. Seriously. Seriously. Wait. Wow. Really? RV. Yeah. It's only made fifty, but you know what? It's RV. What else is there? What else is there? See No Evil. It only made like four point eight million dollars, but that's point eight million dollars more than people thought that was gonna make.
1: Kane's in it. Yeah. Kane's in it. Is that and twirl where, debut? We we will re- <laughs> we, we we He's a master thespian. We no. actually I'm sure he is. We're
0: actually kind of like, you know, planning the next show and we'll review that next
1: week. Sweet. Uh, see no evil. Well
3: here's the thing. You were talking about R V being on there. I think the only reason R V is still up there is because there isn't any any other um show or movie out there that's going to be a family flick i yeah. think over, once over, well, the, over hedge, the hedge when that comes like when that like hits it's just going to obliterate rv no one's going to want to go see it anymore it's going to drop cuz there's no alternative for yeah. a family to go see
0: and it's the only straight comedy in the right. theaters right yeah. now yeah e- even if it is a family film it's the only live action comedy you know over the hedge is comedy but that's animation
3: Right, but still, I think families are going to be the majority of people going to see RV, and that's just yeah. going to get completely...
0: It's weird what movies have the long legs. And it is. RV, RV is one I of them. I never expected that. If Mission Impossible stays in the top five for the next, even next week, I'll be amazed. Yeah. But, you yeah. Know. yeah, with
3: the movies that are coming with out. X-Men, X-Men coming out. With yeah. X-Men.
0: Um, coming out tomorrow, we're going to talk about it... The only movie coming out tomorrow outside of Al Gore's documentary. The <laughs> I, un, the, like What's that called? Stephen
1: Colbert was talking about he, it. Here's the thing.
0: I
3: was, at, I was at some guy's website yesterday, and he was talking about when he was at the Cannes Film Festival <laughs> debuting the movie. He, went, he showed up, talked about it, and it's all about global warming, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, when he leaves, he's done with his little speech before the movie, what does he take off in? A Motorcade of five cars to go about you know a hundred a hundred <laughs> meters down the road. He was the guy was like, I was there, it was ridiculous. He gets in a motorcade of five SUVs to go a hundred <laughs> yards down the road to his hotel. He's like, Did you he can't not learn say anything? He didn't
2: need that. Yeah, no, there's you no need for say. it. He could have
3: walked it's and saved the environment, but no. Beware! Yeah, but gonna... if you could have a
1: five card motorcade, wouldn't you take that? Everywhere? Yeah, but
3: I wasn't gonna, you know, be showing it to a a group of people that are concerned about, you know, the environment.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> like
3: going to, you know, PETA organization in a fur coat
0: with a bu- with a bucket of some could it chicken. be faux yeah. or... <laughs> 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 Um, just so I'm not sure if this got out this uh. The movie is entitled An Inconvenient Truth. It is Al Gore starring in a movie about, <laughs> about global warming, and basically, from what I heard last night um, from Tom Brokaw, Tom Brokaw, he said, basically, the movie is all about what's, what's happening because of global warming, um, what is global warming, but it really doesn't um, give a solution to global warming.
2: It kind of sounds like my high school science class. Yeah. A little bit.
0: Um, if you have anything to add, call us at 432-389-3. That's 432-389-3. And we're going to go. The only movie opening wide tomorrow is something called X-Men Last Stand. This is the third movie in the X-Men trilogy. Um, they're claiming it's going to be a trilogy. I think they're going to make more. It's got all-star cast including Hugh Jackman, Holly Berry, Sir Ian McKellen, Femke Jansen, Anna Packlin, yeah. Kelsey Grammer, Re- Rebecca Romaine, James... Martinson and Sean Ashmore with some Vinnie Jones and Patrick Stewart thrown in there. Mm, Everybody Dick under Stewart. the sun's on here and the uh, cure for mutancy, a cure for mutancy, the resurrection of a lost comrade and the escalating tensions between mutants and humans threatened to trigger war to end all wars.
3: You know, they did that back in the, you know, 1912 and it didn't work out very well.
0: Um, basically, yeah,
3: the whole war to end all wars, you know, world war one really didn't work it, out. That,
0: that was the end of all wars. Um, Early previews that I've or early reviews that I've read about it because I haven't really read a, a lot. I want to see it for myself. Um, said that this X Men Last Stand has more action than the previous two X Men movies, well, but better. It, yeah, because the previous two X Men movies didn't really have that much action. Um, it said that it was better than the original and it was on par with X Two X Men United, but it really doesn't have the heart that Brian Singer added to it. But it is a lot more action packed. So
2: less heart, more action.
0: Less heart, more action. I can handle that. that heart, more fist. Less. Mm. I can handle that too because you know I'm dying to see some of these people just go at it.
3: I want to see Wolverine just go and kill a billion people, which from seeing Hugh Jackman on Letterman last night. Whoa! Totally oh man, possible. the clip that they showed is like you know when he went nuts in the uh, uh, the school in X2. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like him going nuts even more in the woods. With commandos. Yeah. And it was pretty stinky it,
2: it was. It was. I wet myself.
3: You wet yourself. I did.
2: Wow. But that's really a common thing. It's not
3: something. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, that happens quite a bit anyway. It, it really had no bearing on how
0: cool the film he was. He just but. wanted to put that out on the air. Uh, I, I'm expecting a big was... o- box office for this movie. Apparently midnight showings tonight have already sold out. Um, Dope. because I was going to say, what are we doing tonight? (laughs) I know what what I'm doing tonight. You're buying scalp tickets is what you're doing. Uh, No, I bought my tickets like three weeks ago. For tonight? (laughs) Whoa, nerd alert, nerd alert. alert. (laughs) I was just looking in my closet this morning and I was wondering... You
2: found
3: your X-Men costume?
0: If I should wear my X-Men tie... To the theater or not, and if you have a, if you say yes or no, call us at four three two three eighty nine three.
3: Honestly, I thought you were going to say my, you know, footy pajamas from X Men. <laughs> I seriously thought that's what you were going to say, and I was going to say yes, you should.
0: Uh, it's X Men. We're gonna, we planned it. We're gonna talk about it next week. Um, I could probably blabber about two hours about X Men.
2: Yeah, let's say that for next. Time. Let's
0: save that for next week. News, um, no brainer. The prequel. To the book The Da Vinci Code, um, entitled Angels and Demons, which is Robert Langdon's first adventure, um, is getting greenlit and fast-tracked. Basically, um, it's about Robert Langdon's first adventure, where he gets um, dragged into a plot where, uh...
3: So wait, they're making this into a movie? Or they're they're making, making it into a, into a movie. Book. Oh, okay. It's already
0: a book. No, it's already a
2: book. Right, the book has been greenlighted to I'm, a movie.
0: I got... Uh, released in- I didn't realize Dan
3: Brown had done a book before the this. The story follows
0: yeah. Harvard uh, symbolist Robert Langdon in another adventure, this time set primarily in Rome, and rather than the bloodline of Christ, it explores the Catholic Church's attempt to stifle men of science during the time of the Inquisition. One of his old friends, an Italian physicist, is discovered dead and branded with the seal of the Long Thought Extinct Illumini Society. He teams with the victim's daughter, to recover their life's work, uh, qual- the a quantity of antimatter that has been stolen. Their investigation leads them to Rome, where the world's media has converged in anticipation of an election of a new pope. The Vatican Conclave has just gone underway in St. Peter's. But, however, the four favorite candidates to be elected to the position are mystery are missing. That's not mystery. That's says missing. The chase soon begins with Langdon, and fun and exciting things happen. Um, I've heard... Um, from different people who have read this book, that this Angels and Demons is more Hollywood friendly than the Da Vinci Code. Really? I because it's more action packed, I guess. Huh. Um, but passing notes don't make friends. Um but you know, it's... you want
3: to see the note? There you go. It was my idea of what the uh, the next. You know, we Dan thought Brown we wouldn't interrupt the be. show,
2: but never mind. I guess we'll just.
0: <laughs>
3: I was just saying that. My, my idea for his next book is Satan father's children here on earth. What, so they Omen? Kinda, what? Yeah, they <laughs> kind of did that with Omen.
0: But they, uh, kind of. then
3: Jesus' kids and Satan's kids can have like, a huge battle and it could be called Armageddon. But
2: then the second oldest kids Armageddon would get along yeah. and then there'd be you yeah, know, and then the, family yeah, hijinks. The,
3: the two oldest sick, children could fall in it. love and like, it could be a Romeo and Juliet Shit. style. Oh my gosh, I need
0: to sell my ideas to Hollywood. Sell your ideas to Hollywood. Uh, that's... Angels and Demons. I had to look at that. Uh, apparently it's just like the Da Vinci code and all the puzzles and symbols and stuff they asked to um solve. It's, it's kind of like Robert Langdon is like Indiana Jones, where you know this how Indiana Jones basically went and did the same thing for three movies.
2: I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Indian I'm pretty sure that each one was equally different and amazing.
0: He goes to uh like Either a temple or an archaeological site. Those
2: sound like two different things to me. Yeah, and he
0: fights over Nazis over ancient artifacts. You know what?
3: Was there a big, Um, huge stone rolling in front of Temple of Doom? Not in
1: in in
0: Temple of of Doom. (laughs) Doom.
2: No. No, I don't remember that part in there. Plus, the
1: Nazis are bad anyway, so I'll fight them any day. Yeah.
2: yeah, and then, and then, you know, a big white light will come, and they'll all melt, and by looking away, you'll be saved. I mean, what kind of movie... Yeah, when they
3: act? melted, that was pretty sweet. It yeah. really
2: was.
0: Okay, I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Um, Heath Ledger and Michelle Williams have signed up for a movie called I'm Not There, it is a biopic of everyone's favorite folk rocker, Bob Dylan. Sweet. Wow. I can't do my Bob Dylan yeah. impersonation. Yeah. So I like need it. to smoke
3: a heck of a lot more <laughs> <laughs> and be semi-drunk at the time. And then you'll sound kind of like Bob Dylan. It's well a bet.
0: It's an all-star cast for Bob Dylan's biopic. Um, Williams will play Coker, Coco Rivington, a model <laughs> whom uh, Kate Blanchett's androgynous folk star Character is taken with Christian Bale, Julianne Moore, and Richard Gere are also in this. Wow, Wow.
3: Christian Bale! All right, here's the thing: since um you know Walk the Line did so well, is that gonna is we gonna go the same route as the Marvel comics where actually they they had something big hit and then all of a sudden we're gonna go every folk rock singer now?
0: Um, actually, that that started with Ray. Yeah, Uh, Ray really started the musical, the musician biopic story. Um, Walk the Line had been in uh, development about as long as Ray had. So, there are some, but I'm really thinking that maybe the Bob Dylan is probably a bandwagon movie, yes.
3: Because I really want to see the uh, Willie Nelson
0: version. <laughs> yeah. Because that would be a darn good show. The yeah. Highwaymen. The Highwaymen. Yeah. Do all of them. Or yeah. just do a movie about the Highwaymen. Yeah, I'd watch yeah, it. The Highwaymen. Highwaymen, you could see... I just uh, want
3: to see somebody smoking pot the entire movie, <laughs> and that'd be the Willie Nelson show.
0: <laughs> it could cool. work. I, I wish we could, like like line up the PSA we have at the station with Willie Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, uh they are basically uh another thing is they're basically going to do a big screen adaptation of Kung Fu. Kung Fu the Legend continues? <laughs> mm, I'm with sorry. Uh, Mr uh, David Carradine. Nice. Glasshopper I was What? Um Kung Fu the yeah, legend we never continues. Saw,
1: no. Kung... Yeah. Kung Fu. Kung Fu week. Yeah. I wanted to for a little while after Office Space because they got real excited about it. But then yeah, it Kung no, Fu fizzled out.
3: Kung Fu Netsy Jennifer Aniston, so you know you gotta get in on that it's, it's not
1: like Kung Fu like the style. It's the show Kung
0: Fu. Right. Yeah, I know. They're they're gonna make a big screen version yeah, of Kung I Fu. Know. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Um also along those lines is Bob and Harvey Weinstein have unveiled a new label Tuesday called Dragon Dynasty, where they're going to have a uh Asian uh film Wing to publish, to, like, release movies from. Cool. Including, and some of the rights that they've gotten is John Woo's Killer um, and Hard Boiled. Mm. And Quentin Tarantino is going to line projects up for this new
3: thing. Sweet!
0: So if it says Quentin Tarantino... I'm there, because it means a lot of dead people. You're in there. Um, Terry Hatcher will voice, have a dual role in Dakota, uh, playing Dakota Fanning's mother in an animated movie called Caroline... This is based off Neil Neil Gaiman's uh, children's story. Why I'm excited about this project is the fact that this is based off Neil Gaiman. He is a uh, comic book writer, so of course I know who he is. And he, he is the one that started DC's Vertigo imprint with the Sandman and the cool stories he did with that. He's kind of really weird, weird writer, and I'm interested. I don't know too much about this children's story, but it's basically this girl wishes that she was like away from her parents. Let's... Um, no, the young Caroline, as she steps into a world that appears to be a much better version of her own reality, however, when her artificial appearance attempt to keep her there forever, she must escape the dangerous situation and take a brave journey back home. Brave journey back brave home. Brave journey back home.
3: Didn't that kind of happen with, you know, the
0: whole like Chronicles S- of Narnia?
3: That's kind of like Yeah, they find a world that they like even better. They go hang out there and then they kind of get in trouble and they have to get back home.
0: Eh. It's Kid's book? Um, I, it, it seems like normal children's stories because Spirit of the Way was kind of like that too, oh. where she was wanting to get away from her parents and then she went into a weird hotel and then she wanted to get back to her parents, sort of anime. It's fans, never
3: good as a child to go into a weird hotel.
0: Anime fans don't land <laughs> base me for like oversimplifying the plot of Spirit of the Way I have seen it. so:
2: Yeah, I, I saw it. that's' uh, fairly accurate.:
0: I'm just afraid the anime fans are going to come after me. Don't worry. probably will. Okay. An animated film that I am interested in, and so will Chris, is Rob Zombie Presents A Haunted World of El Super Bisto. Yes. <laughs> this is Rob Zombie's next um, film. He's doing an animated movie, and I think it's along the lines of like Tim Burton's Corpse Bride, where Tim Burton, where there were two directors one that saw the day to day shooting of it, and one that was Tim Burton who did kind of like the look and the feel and directed the voice actors. Paul Giamatti has signed on to do a voice talent. He'll Yay. play Dr. Satan, the film's villain. Um, nice. Note to Rob Zombie, please get away from The Devil's Rejects. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, those characters are interesting. I don't want you to turn into that guy that works with, like, three characters yeah. all the time. Yeah. But Paul is going to be Dr. Satan. So. Sweet. That's
1: cool. Um, Although
2: he also was in Big Fat Liar, so so oh, as the villain he's he's kind of a wayward villain i i have to say that i hope he stands up this time
0: um this 2d animated comedy so it's a comedy um uh, based on the spook show international comic book created by rob zombie follows the exploits of a washed up mexican wrestler named el super Bisto in a mythic world called monsterland i'm taking um a, doing a pool and wondering if they are going to add super beast to the movie yeah that's a yes uh, El Superbisto will be voiced by Tom Papa. His sister Susie X will be voiced by Sherry Boone Zombie. in a very big surprise. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Zombie. Mrs. Zombie. <laughs> Do you think she's a good actress?
1: I don't care. She's <laughs> <laughs> pretty.
0: She's she's purdy. But this is
3: animated, so you're not going yeah, to see her. You're not going to be able to stare at her. Her, her voice time. is good enough. Oh, okay, thank you. Her voice will bring back mental images. Plus, her name's Mrs.
1: Zombie. How Sherry cool Moon is that? Zombie. How cool! I'm is that?
0: Sherry Moon Zombie.
1: Um, also, uh, Frank. I'd call her Moonshine for short.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and more news: Frank, uh, one of the producers of the X Files, has confirmed that they are working X Files 2 and that um, David Duchovny, Jillian Anderson, and Chris Carter are all on board. Um, Wait, is this a, sh- a what? A X Files two or a movie? Movie, or... a sequel to X Files. I forget the, the subtitle. Jillian Anderson needs money. Um, Basically, the new information on X-Files 2 is that this isn't going to dig into the mythology of the series, but it's going to be more like an expanded standalone episode of the X-Files. I want answers! Ones that I like. I, I can't. I, I always hated The X Files because I didn't understand what was going on. Well, because you had
1: to watch it every single week. It was one of no, those. No, it was.
2: A, well, heart. Well, kind of. Between to be able to
1: understand it. the subplots, well, you sub-plots, needed to watch yeah. it. But, like, the but, I mean, overall. honestly,
2: like, you're watching it, and there's going to be some kind of alien yeah, occurrence. Some, so. some
3: weird thing is always going to happen. But to understand it fully, you kind of need to watch it all the time. But I still. It's, it's there's layers. still answers that need to, answering. Questions that need answering.
1: The truth, it's out there.
3: Yeah, and I yeah, that- just don't want a
1: point where out there is yet. Out there,
3: because at that point, then the money will stop coming in because everyone will yeah. know.
0: They killed off my favorite character in the X Files, the cigarette smoking man. Yeah. yeah, I always liked him. I thought he was an interesting character, but you know what?
2: I also liked the t- their two dweeb friends too. They were fun.
3: The they wanted to off him before the emphysema then. set in. <laughs> That's never good. The tobacco industry would not be happy with X-Files that Before he became voice (laughs) box man. Hello, how are you? The aliens went that way.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Well, we're going to search for the truth. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the mother of all shows right here on Impact 89 FM.
2: You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact.
4: For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Prime Time, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week.
1: From 10 p.m. until midnight Sunday nights, listen to the Impact Afterglow, where you can hear a variety of relaxed tracks to help you ease into the start of a new week.
4: Only on Impact Prime Time. Once upon a time, there lived three energy hogs. Now, an energy hog is what you have when humans waste energy. One day, the three energy hogs set out to find themselves a cottage. Let's look for leaky windows, said the first energy hog, for he knew that would waste energy. Let's look for leaky doors, said the second. Let's look for a swing set. <laughs> said the third, for he had more blubber than brains. So they set off down the road. Presently, they came upon a tiny cottage where dwelled a clever girl named Dreadilocks. I open as leaky windows, cried the first energy hog. I open as leaky doors, cried the second. I open as the bathroom, cried the third. For only his brains were smaller than his bladder. But dreadylocks liked playing cool games at energyhog.org, and from energyhog.org she learned how to use energy wisely. So the three energy hogs were forced to look elsewhere to waste energy, and had to use the disgusting restroom at the gas station down the road. And the moral of the story is, to use energy wisely, log on to energyhog.org or Waste Not, Hog Not. This public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893 3 And now, back to Exposure.
0: Yes, we're okay, uh, we're back on the Mother of All show. Oh, sorry, I was we're talking gonna about beer. We're going to discontinue our discussion of beer. I like beer, though. Uh, beer is good, and you know what? Segway, um, right now I'm going to give away a, two pair, a pair of tickets to see the Lansing Lugnuts take on the Southwestern... The Southwest Michigan Devil Rays, Tampa Bay Devil Rays affiliate for another Molson Thirsty Thursday on June 1st. The game starts at 7.05 at Oldsmobile Park. For more information, you can visit www.lancylugnuts.com. So, pair of tickets, Thirsty Thursday. Caller number two at 432-3893 gets to go drink beer. You know, if you didn't drink
3: so much beer, you might be able to have read that through and not stumbled. Okay,
0: listen, I need at least... Five to get through the day. That's true. Five. That's true. So uh, a pair of tickets, Lansing Lugnuts versus the Southwest oh, Michigan with Devil you know. Rays. Man, and it's I,
3: Molson, too.
1: There you go. I understand those Devil Rays have quite a following, too. It's pretty crazy. The uh, Their fans are insane. They're I don't insane. even
0: know where they where that affiliate is out of. Do you? What? Who? The Devil Southwest Rays? Michigan Devil Rays. Uh,
1: they're out of Kalamazoo, I think. That's where I saw all the t-shirts. <laughs> that so, could be.
0: Second caller, four three two three eight nine three. And while Crazy Jay is taking care of all those thirsty Lugnut fans, I'm going to give you a review of the Boondock Saints unrated special edition.
4: Put on. some great DVDs I picked up. How about like
0: but now it's time for a DVD review on the mother of all shows. This week we are reviewing the Boondock Saints unrated special edition. Two Irish brothers Connor and Murphy McManus played by Sean Patrick Flannery and Norman Reedus accidentally kill Mafia thugs. They turn themselves in and were released as heroes. They then see it as a calling by God and start knocking off Mafia gang members one by one. Willem Defoe plays a detective trying to figure out the killings, but the closer he was to catching the Irish brothers, the more he thinks the brothers are doing the right thing. What can I say about the Boondock Saints? It's a huge cult film. It's a movie on the same lines as the Reservoir Dogs in Pulp Fiction. They swear a lot and have a lot of stylized action. It's a movie that a lot of college students know and love. I don't think I've ever met anyone who didn't enjoy this film. Willem Defoe proves he is, without a shadow of a doubt, the man. This has to be one of my favorite roles of his. But this DVD release seems unnecessary. The only added special feature is actor commentary from Billy Connolly. There is also director commentary from writer slash director Tori Duffy, deleted scenes and outtakes, and you do get to print out the script. The major selling point is the fact that this feature is unrated, but the runtimes are the same for the rated and unrated versions. I have to confess I'm not familiar enough with the Boondock Saints to know what is added, but if the runtimes are the same, we have to assume not much. There's a sequel in the works with conflicting reports on the internet saying that there's a trailer release for it. So why not save this for when the sequel comes out if it does? Or are they waiting to release a bigger and better version? This is good for people who don't have this in their collection, but not enough new features to really warrant a special edition. On the mother of all shows, Scale of Awesomeness, I give the Boondock Saints Unrated Special Edition a 6. Oh, Oh, that is is the Boondock Saints Unrated uh, Special Edition. We were talking, is Boondock Saints really a cult film? I say yes because most of the people that have seen it never saw it in the theaters, and they... They're like your friend, like, want to go see a cool movie? Let's see, the, watch the Boondock Saints. And that's how I was well, showing it. Well,
2: definitely. Like, I think it's totally a word of mouth film.
0: Right. I mean, I think it's. it
3: was definitely a cult film at one point. Like, the first time I saw it, it was out of theaters at that point. and And uh, I saw it, and when I would talk about it to other people, they would be like, what the heck are you talking about? What, what are you talking about? I saw it several years ago. And uh, now, no matter where you go, you'll see people with Boondock Saints posters or you'll see the movie, if someone sees it in my movie collection, be like, oh, that was such a great movie, that I think it's gotten enough popularity that we can kind of take it out of cult and put it into, you know, just like normal, great movies.
1: Well, it's kind of like Napoleon Dynamite. I remember when Napoleon came out and going, man, that seems kind of interesting, but never got there. Uh Never heard of anybody going to see it.
2: Oh, I remember. I don't know if
1: I just was out of the loop or what, but then, you know, it was about a year later when it finally came out on uh, DVD that, bam! I it, mean, exploded. This, the, it exploded. It yeah. exploded, everybody was wear, wearing "Vote for Pedro." And
2: no, no, it know. was crazy because I I went to the theaters actually opening night with two of my friends, and we were the only three people laughing. Like honestly, and <laughs> and then you know it comes around that now it's you know the you know most quoted. Yeah, let's
0: d- quote that one. Yeah, no. Sometimes.
2: Yeah, no. That, more and then then let's go with I a little blinded. Anchorman. Just throw
0: that in there. Too. I like Anchorman, but I can't quote it all the time. It, I get, I seem stupider. Stupider. Yeah. Um, also coming out this past Tuesday, we have Transamerica, where Felicity Huffman earned her first Academy Award nomination for her performance as a pro-op transsexual preparing for the final surgical step in the transformation from man to woman. When she learns that she has a son from college, uh, she has a son from a college encounter, a seventeen-year-old boy in jail. She bails him out without divulging her true identity and takes him along on a cross-country odyssey. Now, here's the, thing. America.
3: here's the thing that I think is so funny about the movie is, you know, not the fact that it's a movie about transsexual. I think it's great that there's a movie about transsexuals out there because, honestly, I, I would come out and say I don't know that much about, you know, what, transsexuality. transsexuality or anything like that. But the fact that it's a woman playing the part of a guy that's now a woman is just really funny to me because it's like, all right, you know – how much makeup did you have to do and it really doesn't look like she did that much makeup It work she just normally looks like like a dude that's what's really funny and I thought it was absolutely hilarious that she's playing this part and I'm like I could totally see you as being a guy just shave your head (laughs) you could could be a dude it just makes me laugh every time I think about it which Um, is why I'm laughing right now William
0: H. Macy might have something to say and he might come and destroy you
3: oh what's William H. Macy gonna do he's a mousy little dude
0: You're making fun of his wife.
3: I know, but what's he going to do? He's a mousy little guy. He's (laughs) unlucky.
2: And Aaron's a boxer.
0: I am. Aaron's a boxer.
3: I would knock him out.
0: Also coming out this past Tuesday, we have Cheaper by the Dozen 2, where Steve Martin's 12 Kids take on Eugene Levy's 12 Kids and Hijinks ensue. Um, I really don't know if that's true. Yes, they ensue. We have Rated and Unrated, Director's Cut, A Blood Rain, Blood Rain follows Rain, the sexy killing machine with supernatural fighting skills, who battles her, battles her father and his vampire army in the screen adaption of the video game. Play this, the video game instead. This is directed by Yuli Ball, who made the worst movie I've ever seen, Alone in the Dark, and I'm glad I've never <laughs> seen House <laughs> of the Dead. Um, this was out in theaters for three seconds. Um, with this DVD, you also get um, a PC version of Blood Rain 2. So, And it's got meatloaf. Like meatloaf, he decided, "Hey, Blood Rain—that's a script for me. I'm going to follow up Fight Club with Blood Brain." You know what? Say Meat Wad was in it, and I would see it. Yeah, it's also got M- Michael Madsen, who continues to amaze me, um, and Billy Zane. <laughs>
1: amaze you in what see way? Your friend Billy Zane. Billy
0: Zane. <laughs> you know, Michael Madsen—he's made—he made some questionable movies. He's done some questionable performances. Specifically, I'm thinking Sin City. And you have to sort of agree with me on that. I didn't like what? Michael Matson in Sin City. He played Hardigan's partner, well, Bruce Yeah, partner.
3: yeah uh, he just didn't seem very believable. I mean, he's. I liked other movies that he's been in. Yeah. I mean, I don't do get too. me wrong, I like him as an actor, but he just...
2: That, he, that particular he just, role was You got not... a bum
3: ticker. I mean, the, the, that line right there is just what really <laughs> took me out of it. I'm just like, dude, you just don't sound real... You just don't sound right.
0: Yeah, that's going to interrupt my show. Kate and her blonde hair. Um... So, yeah. Also coming out this past Tuesday, we have Kingdom of Heaven, a four-disc director's cut. Ooh. Ridley Scott offers <laughs> a 194-minute cut of his epic crusade adventure starring Orlando Bloom and Liam Neeson. So, because
2: if you didn't see it the first time, you'd want to see it about four times long. Wait,
3: which movie was it? I wasn't really paying attention. Kingdom of Heaven. Oh, gosh.
0: It's got Orlando Bloom. He's dreamy. Not dreamy enough. Not dreamy enough.
1: Yeah, also, he can shoot a bow and arrow.
0: Yeah, he can. And fast. And uh, also, that really far <laughs> Also, coming out this past Tuesday, we have Hollow Man 2. All I'm going to say about this movie is it stars Christian Slater and it's a direct to DVD sequel. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, TV shows that come out The 4400, the complete second season. Uh, the closer, the fr- complete first season. Boston Legal, the complete first season. If you don't think William Shatner's a good actor, watch nothing. I'm stopping right there, because I have to stop myself. Boston Legal, it's really good.
3: Oh, I, I, I thought you'd mean, like, if you don't think he's a good actor, watch. Oh, wait, there's no thing that he's well, acting no, well No, I, yeah, I
0: know, I was like, wait, I stop not. myself from doing something bad. Good. William Shatner can act It shows in Boston Legal. It does. I don't have a problem okay. with William well, I, Shatner. Yeah. Well, I, I like it's William Shatner. He's kind of funny, actually. Yeah. He's hilarious in Boston Legal. <laughs>
3: Why oh. do you
0: say Hilarious. that? Hilarious. He plays Denny Crane, and basically Denny Crane's this out-of-it old guy that's like a womanizer and like does whatever he wants. And honestly, and that's so how I see him anyway. I was just
3: going to say, yeah, that's in my mind, that's William Shatner, a womanizing crazy old man because <laughs> he was Captain Kirk. What woman wouldn't want to say that she spent a night with Captain Kirk?
0: Me. Yeah. Uh, also coming out this past Tuesday, Denny Deadwood, the complete second, um, the complete second season, and Wings, the complete first and second seasons. Wings, Wings.
2: man, man, does that take Tony Shalhoub
0: playing Tony Shalhoub,
2: back when he was not obsessive compulsive and in fact a janitor.
0: And Thomas Hayden Church was in it.
2: And so was that chick who's in all the Lifetime movies.
0: And Tim Timothy Daly and Stephen Weber, who were in all those Lifetime movies too. Yeah, come on, come on. I think you just rolled
1: over Deadwood. Well, no one was talking about Deadwood. Well, no, you just... Deadwood, and then you started talking about Wings. Deadwood's coming out on DVD. I think that's worthy of a discussion. All right, Second Deadwood. season, I have never watched Deadwood. You're missing what? out. My, so
2: missing out. My
0: theater prof will kill me because I just admitted I've never seen Deadwood. It's an
1: amazing. And this is the third season starts in a week, and it's the last season.
2: Yeah, it they, is. They didn't extend yeah. the contract. Oh. On no. It. Well, and also I heard they. But won. who knows? Yeah. Who, yeah.
1: Uh, just right, probably because Big Love's doing so good.
2: Yeah,
0: and yeah, I've it, with HBO dramas, I've never really gotten into them, even though I have access to them. Really? I watched Six Feet Under, liked it, never really could keep up with it. N- oh. I've never seen The Sopranos. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've, I've, I've <laughs> never oh, gotten. It. I've watched The Sopranos. Oh no, I'm my roommates watch it, and I, I just eh, you didn't get into it. Eh. Deadwood, I, I love though. I love Deadwood.
0: Dead i yeah. uh, coming out this Tuesday, May thirtieth. We have Platoon, the twentieth. Uh, anniversary edition, Oliver Stone Sweet. doing a movie about Vietnam. We also yes. have Freedom Land, Date Movie, unrated and rated editions, and The Venture Brothers Season 1 more Adult Swim goodness. I am a fan of that. Do you like Venture Brothers? I never really could get into it either. The thing
3: that I like about it is it's on so stinking late at night that by that point I'll laugh at anything. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah,
2: and
3: the, and it's the fact really a that
2: physical reaction. Well, right? yeah, I
3: mean the fact that the evil the evil villain in the show is a giant butterfly man, it's just really funny. So that at that point at you know like two in the morning or whatever, I'm kind of loopy at that point. I think it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I was like, uh oh, that is funny. Oh my gosh, you're right. If it was on any earlier, like if it was on during the time when, say, Family Guy was on, I probably would think this is the dumbest show ever.
0: Maybe I'm watch- when I watch it, I'm coherent and I think it's dumb.
3: Yeah, that's your problem. You need to be incoherent
0: uh, uh, about n- most things. News. Great news. Two really good shows have been on DVD. and Nails, Rescue Rangers, and DuckTales.
2: Sweet. DuckTales.
0: DuckTales. When is Darkwing Duck going to come out? Yeah. August 29th.
2: Yes! (laughs) Oh,
3: yes! August
0: 29th, we'll see the release of Tailspin Volume 1, Darkwing Duck Volume 1 in the first season of a little show I like to call The Tick.
3: Spoon! (gasps) I just I, wet
0: myself again. I love the tick. The tick but the animated different. series was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I remember
2: with, when it was it was the tick and it was uh the critic back to back and it was amazing when they were on and I think that was my favorite block of television at that point f- in my life. My
0: favorite character is Dinosaur Neil. And I may be just saying that because they actually have an evil villain called Dinosaur Neil.
2: And um, Neil kinda looks like a dinosaur.
0: So and he's slightly evil. I'm I want <laughs> Disney, all you gotta do. Is continue with these DVD releases. Want more Ducktales? Want more Darkwing Duck, Chip 'n Nails, Rescue Rangers, Gummy Bears. Where gummy are the bears. Gummy Bears? Gummy
3: Animaniacs.
0: Bears. When are they coming out? They need they to come have out. We everywhere. we talked
3: about. Yeah. Like, I'm not when sure if they you were out here, with the series?
0: but Animaniacs, the first season comes out in July. Oh, I'm so happy. They also need to do Tiny Toons. Oh, yeah. And while we're on the subject of great um children's shows when we were little kids. And Chris was a preteen.
1: Yeah, I remember the good ones, guys. You know, Smurfs. Yeah. They they need need to do... I remember the Smurfs. They need to do the Smurfs. Yeah, I remember when it was a brand new episode, not a rerun.
0: (laughs) They need to do X-Men, the animated series, and Spider-Man, the animated series.
2: X-Men, the original Spider... Or the X-Men? I thought that already was on DVD, because my friend...
0: How no, m- there's there's, there's bootlegs yeah. coming uh-huh. out. My friend has it. Yeah,
2: um, my friend has bootlegs, too. I want
0: official legal editions, but, you know. I'm fine with the Smurfs, bootleg merchandise. They've already got G.I. Joe and He-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nin- they're, they're starting
1: to come out. Ninja Turtles, too. Thunder yeah. Turtles. yeah,
2: the original Ninja Turtles. Yeah, dude. Bring it back, because that new, edgier, like, I, I don't know what they did to their eyes, yeah, but they're less friendly. Bad. It's just, it's just bad.
0: Um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it, this on the show, but V for Vendetta will hit DVD August 1st. I think Sweet. I did, but I don't remember. So I'm just going to throw that out there again. Uh, uh, Basic bloodshed. Instinct 2 risk, addi- risk, risk Addiction will hit, um, Addition? shelves. Rick's risk Addiction.
2: Risk Addiction, as in addicted to risk.
0: Um, will be released July 11th. It's Sharon Stone.
1: That was quick.
0: That was quick. A Fish Called Wanda will get a special edition release August 1st. And Dave Chappelle's block party will be hitting DVD June 13th. That so those awesome. people who wow. didn't
2: see it in the theaters won't see it on DVD. Yeah. Good.
0: You know what? Block party I'll watch. You know what I feel like going? I like feel like going into TV, like right now. Yep, let's do it. Like, like well. But I don't think anyone's in the engineering studio. I can't see Kate, Kate.
3: is completely distracting Jay at this point. You can't... Way to go, Kate.
0: You can't distract
3: Jay. It's her
1: golden hair. I can't I, I it was definitely fixating. What I missed, Neil.
0: We're hitting TV
4: right now. <laughs> oh TV, okay.
0: <laughs> Jay oh. Button button. You
2: Damn TV, button. you've ruined my imagination. Just like you have ruined my ability to to um
0: Oh well. TV news and reviews on the mother of all shows. While Kate switches <laughs> from behind my viewing Whoa viewing thing to in front of me. We'll talk some TV. Now, the month of May is about gone, and that means our favorite shows have had their season finales, and some of our favorite shows are leaving us forever. I saw the series finale of uh, Malcolm in the Middle and that 70s show. Malcolm in the Middle just ended. He's a janitor at Harvard. It it just kind of ended, but it felt felt like kind of like wrapping everything up. He's off into college at Harvard doing what he wants.
2: Well, what his family told him, because he's going to be president.
0: Yeah, one of these. Uh, they should have <laughs> just had him revolt against her and go run off at they'll, the end.
1: They'll give it. about a year or two to cool off, and then they'll make a movie out of it.
0: Yeah, that could be. Um, that '70s show uh, ended, and it ended on a really cool note. Um, it was New Year's, New Year's, and they ended the show. Cut to um credits when they were counting down on one. Uh, so you never were actually 1980, but you were like a second <laughs> before 1980. And that ended on a really good note where everything was just kind of like status quo. They were talking about all these major changes, like Red and Kitty moving to Florida. And then Eric came back, and it seemed all kind of happy. Topher did come back? Yeah, Topher Grace did come back. What I love is the last scene involved the infamous circle, you know, where they were all. And there was, like, smoke machines going on in the background. I don't know what they were doing because I've never been... Yeah, but that's that's like the last scene, and I love that. Um, before the show, we were talking about the season finale of CSI, and blows our minds. Did it blow your mind?
3: Yeah, it did, but it didn't seem to have an ending. It just seemed like oh, there should be a third part to this finale. Yeah,
1: the season the premiere. Season premiere.
3: I oh, like. Yeah, I know, but I hate it when they do that because it just makes me have to wait, and I'm really bad at waiting.
0: I liked it because it really it was a cliffhanger, and then it wasn't. It kind of wrapped up. Sort of the story of who got shot, which was Brass, and he's fine. If you thanks for ruining it. No,
2: oh. um, it's not going to come back on anytime soon.
0: Spike, Spike, Spike. TV doesn't have that uh, syndication. Oh, they will soon. Um,
1: yeah, but
0: could you really say that they were going to kill off? Brass? No,
1: I didn't think they were going to kill off Brass actually.
0: But it sets up a whole different. Um, it brings his daughter back into the picture. It brings his daughter too, back, and there's be. a lot of aspects of Brass's character that can be explored in the next season. Good, because I like Brass. Including yeah. him not coming back because he got shot.
1: True, true.
3: I always like his, you know, sarcastic attitude. But but makes me they, yeah. They
0: did a relationship hookup twist at the end. Did Grisham yeah.
1: finally get a lady friend?
0: Yes. Okay, since, yeah, Grisham got a lady friend.
1: Yeah. And, and then they ended it, time.
0: and I loved it because it kept it's me hanging on until... Time.
3: The season premiere. Are we gonna mention who the lady friend is? No, let's, don't ruin Let's it. Okay. let's add
0: some suspense to it because we kind of just ruined everything. But the show's well, already. If you
3: didn't see it yourself, shame on you. It's your own stinking fault. You should have watched it. And you I knew like, when it was on.
0: I liked it better than like um, one of the girls from the OC died in a car crash in the season finale. Yeah, like the main chick. The main chick, and I really don't like the twist endings. Um, I
3: didn't really like the OC anyway, so it didn't really matter.
0: The Unit, which is a pretty good war show, it ended with one of the guys just finding out he was shot, and then they cut to commercial, and that off to the season next season. Okay, yeah,
2: well, um, how about the way they ended ER, where everyone just pretty much dies? Boom.
0: You know, I watched most of the season finale of ER. What? Explain that to me.
2: All right, very end. Uh, something happened, or I forget what's going on eventually, or, like, what the crisis situation is happening in the hospital, but something real bad's going down, and, oh, it's like a shootout and all kinds of stuff, and, you know, uh, every character that you, like, knew and loved pretty much died, or was watching their friends die, and that's how they just, they Lovely. ended it. They ended Contracts it were with up. a cold black screen of, you know, Kovach and whatever her name that he's involved with and their kid and just all three of them dying.
0: Wow. Excellent. well I That's don't... how
3: I think every episode should end. Yeah, <laughs> Most shows. I'm, and their house gets bombed.
0: I really don't day. think they're going to clean the cast of ER, especially since it's kind of good right now. Um, but, you know, that I I really can't get into those. I hate how every season finale, we got to do a twist ending to keep them watching. Whatever happened to those ones where it was just like a huge episode at the end and it didn't leave us hanging? Yeah.
1: yeah i say Roseanne never really had cliffhanger season.
0: Simpsons never. Simpsons did once with Who Shot Mr. Burns, but really but that, that was, was a giant
1: play from uh yeah. Candy Bar. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you know, I I really it, I I've grown to accept these twists. I don't really like them, but because it's kind of like you watching. They're not gonna the, like, stop though. They're but not gonna. Those, now someone was talking about Grey's Anatomy. It was did Grey's Anatomy do a huge
3: They had a huge twist at the end. I will go ahead and, you know, accept the fact that I watch Grey's Anatomy.
0: Hey,
2: I'm proud of you.
3: It's a darn good show. I got addicted to it. But anyway, they had a huge twist ending at the end where uh uh this there there's this one guy throughout the this entire season who, you know, he was getting better, he was getting worse, he was getting better. He had a bad heart finally went through surgery thought he was going to die didn't die made it through surgery <laughs> and then got a you know a blood clot and died and which was really bad cuz one of the main characters was like going to marry this dude anyway so it was, it was kind of sad even though i just laughed <laughs> I <laughs> man's feel,
0: dying <laughs> yeah
3: it was it was kind of ironic that it happened and then like at the very end uh there's for those of you who don't really know it's um you know, everybody's hooking up with everybody else. Kind of a show.
2: Yeah, and it's it's they they work in like a hospital yeah. that's
3: more like a burlesque show. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's about the best way you can put it. And so, anyway, there's this one like doctor guy who's married who's been sleeping with one of the interns, but she was dating this other guy. And at the very end of the show, this is really confusing, oh my gosh.
0: Yes, it is. Anyway, so... Probably why I don't watch Grey's Anatomy. Yeah,
3: so anyway, there's a lot of sex going on, and no one understands who's going to be with who. And um, I'm really hoping that next season there's more sex. I really need to start watching
0: this show. You really Yeah, No,
2: there's a lot of pulling each other into the back rooms. Mm -hmm. I really
0: need (laughs) to go to medical school. (laughs) Yeah. Can, like, a telecommunication degree get me into med school? Yeah,
3: we could be like the PA announcer guys, you know, that are on the mics and just be like, uh, yeah, uh, nurse, please come to the back room, please, for a moment.
0: All uh, right. Uh, some other TV news, quickly, uh, World Wrestling Entertainment has signed a deal with a sci-fi network to air Extreme Championship Wrestling.
1: ECW is gonna be on the sci-fi yeah. channel. So wow. what's so
0: scientific about people throwing each other through flaming tables? Hey, it takes <laughs> gravity, all right? That's <laughs> physics. I That's do science. N- do not get this. Their explanation is like fifty percent of the raw viewerships watch sci-fi channel, but what does hardcore wrestling have to do with science fiction? Seriously.
1: It's kinda like G4. Yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kinda it's like true. MTV no longer showing music videos yeah. right now. Sci-fi's. But they got M2 yeah.
1: to do yeah, that. Yeah, that
0: doesn't really show music videos yeah.
1: either. Yeah. So they got MTV jams and MTV hits and they have MTVU which
3: at one point did show videos but now even that's not showing music videos. What do you mean it's they, not? Uh, they MTV have U. like they have like five different channels all called music video television or music television. Yes, this telev- music television. television. Yeah. And there's no music anymore. It's just real world road rules challenge revisited. <laughs> I mean honestly, I don't care what happened in real world Seattle 14 years ago
1: And my sweet 16. Oh my gosh, shoot me please. And the the one where the mom picks out the date.
3: Oh! I think what really needs to happen, and I don't necessarily mean this literally. I'm saying this tongue in cheek, so don't send in letters. But I really think that the MTV studios and MTV headquarters just needs to get bombed.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, just blow it all
3: up. That way they can start from scratch and play videos again. Which there is a show on MTV
2: now that is nothing but your mama jokes.
0: No.
3: <laughs> wow, Honestly, wild. I'm not surprised.
2: While that sounds like something that I'd like, um, no.
3: No. MTV just needs to get bombed. Everyone needs to be incinerated. End of story.
0: MTV bomb. Quick note. Um. <laughs> MTV <laughs> needs to just, get bombed. MTV bomb. Quick note. Anyways, <laughs> Ubisoft is going to release a lost video game to tie in with the fourth season of the show. So that's assuming that they that the next season like goes through. They're not releasing cast lists because they still have a season of the show to go left. But basically making a Lost video game, and I have a huge Mist vibe going on when they try to do a video game of Lost. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, there's going to be no action. It's just going to be it. solving really obscenely weird. Press and the button. Press the button. <laughs> <I'd> <laughs> I like do to do though.
1: Well, mist was cool. I played Mist for hours and hours.
0: We have run out of time. We have to go give our uh, the impact airwaves to the blonde bombshell. I'd like to thank Chris. Hi. And Rylan. Hello. <laughs> and Aaron uh, goodbye and, and I'd like to thank Crazy Jay for paying attention to half the show
4: salutations
0: salutations we'll see you guys all next week for the final mother of all shows see ya
4: thanks for listening to this evening's exposure only on 88.9 the impact